0: Welcome to the Get Over Divorce podcast, where you'll learn to get your power back, hold healthy boundaries, and become the confident, successful single woman who can find real lasting love yet. Divorce sucks, but the rest of your life doesn't have to. Let's create a life you love. I'm your host, relationship coach, Julie Danielson. Let's do this. Hey there, Tribe sisters, welcome. Today we're gonna talk about New Year's resolutions and they don't work. (laughs) I have news for you. Many, many studies have been done that have proven they don't work because basically what we're doing is we're sitting down every year with our journal or a piece of paper and a pen and we're writing down a wish list. And then we take this wish list and we tuck it away somewhere only to find it years later and nothing is accomplished. Writing down your goals is a good idea, but in order to accomplish them, I suggest you pick one to focus on. And the reason for that is if you have a list of like 10 or 20 New Year's resolutions, It feels like a wish list. Your brain is going to be so confused and overwhelmed. It's not going to know where to start. So that's why I say start with goals and pick one. If all you ever do is focus on one goal and you actually achieve it this year, that will be amazing. And once you do, you could start tackling the next goal on the list. But this is why I say focus on one. Otherwise, your brain is just going to spin and overwhelm and confusion, and we want to avoid that. So I know this is primarily a Get Over Divorce podcast, but for a lot of you, you are goal setting and even weight loss is going to still relate to you. So bear with me and I will bring it back around to goals around healing and dating and divorce related issues. I cannot tell you how many times I've lost the same 20 pounds. So my goal this year, above any other goal, is to incorporate new habits into my life that will keep it off for good. No more of this yo-yo dieting. No more workouts that make me want to (laughs) puke. Hello, CrossFit. Been there. No more denying myself the foods that I want to eat. And basically, no suffering to get this done. That's my goal. But we are creatures of like comfort and ease and habit. So if you want something, something that is really worthy of a New Year's resolution, then you're going to have to be willing to let go of the idea that it's going to be comfortable or easy to attain. All goals are going to require some discomfort. But the good news is, is you get to decide how much discomfort you're willing to feel in order to get that goal. My level of discomfort to begin this journey is probably like a scale, on a scale of one to 10, I would give it a three. Like I'm willing to feel a three. (laughs) Now, that's because I really do want sustainable change and I don't wanna like go hard on the paint and be sore for the next three days and not wanna get out of bed, right? I've done that. That is like failing in advance because I started too hard, too fast, right? In order to create a lasting habit, you're gonna have to get somewhat out of your comfort zone. And this is why and where we self-sabotage. We are always seeking ease and comfort over our long-term goal. We might have a long-term goal of losing 20 pounds, but right now that chocolate cupcake looks too good. We numb ourselves with instant gratification. Okay, so this is really the root of what I want to talk about here because I know we all know what we need to do. But the moment we start, our primal brain is going to fight us, and it says, this is hard, this is uncomfortable, I'll do it later, or this sucks, (laughs) right? And being the evolved human that you are, you need to be able to be stronger than those thoughts. You need to be willing to feel the shit feelings and think the shitty thoughts and do it anyway. Now, let's face it, if it's a really important goal, important enough for you to make it on your list of New Year's resolutions, then it's important enough to do the daily work over the long haul in order to get it right. Your health, your future career, your dreams, your healing, whatever your goal is around, it really depends on your own mind management. So I wanna introduce a concept that I implemented recently and I want you to think about how you can apply it to your goal. And I call it the daily minimum. The daily minimum is the most minimal amount of time that you need to put towards your goal each day so that you eventually reach it. Now, people chronically underestimate how long something will take. Like, I always seem to think I can get to the store in five minutes, and reality, the truth is it takes me seven minutes just to get out of my neighborhood. So if you think it's going to take one month to write a thesis, add at least a 50% extra buffer time to that, and then don't wait to start. Start right away with your daily minimum. You're gonna create much better content with a fresh mind every single day than if you were up against a deadline and in a few days you were trying to squeeze it all out of you. Your daily minimum might be 15 minutes. This is easy to commit to. Add it to your calendar at the start of your day and get it done first. Do the hardest thing at the beginning of your day so it doesn't weigh on you all day long. The miracle of doing the daily minimum is most of the time, you're going to hit some kind of flow, and flow in your writing, flow in your workout, flow in whatever the work it is that you're setting yourself up to do, you're going to end up most of the time doing more than your daily minimum. Now, you might wonder if 15 minutes is long enough to work out. It sure beats the 15 minutes you would otherwise be sitting on your ass doing nothing. Plus, we're creating a habit. We're also overcoming the fear and the doubt that your primal brain is sending you constantly. When I started my workout with my husband a few weeks ago, my daily minimum on this climbing machine we have, we have like two of them so we can do them together, it was 10 minutes. Every second, of that 10 minutes sucked. I was literally watching the clock and I was ready to jump off at the bare minimum time. I hated it and I did it and I did that a few days in a row. But here's what happened. Just with that little bit of workout, I felt pumped. My day was more energized. I didn't feel a desire or a need for a mid-afternoon nap. I drank more water that day. I felt proud because I did what I set out to do. And this easily went on for a few weeks, and then shit happened. (laughs) Right? Like, life always gets in the way. My son got COVID. We all thought we had it. Maybe we did. We felt all the symptoms, but me and my husband and my other son, we all had negative tests. Plus Thanksgiving happened and we were getting daily treats dropped off by our neighbors. Full on holiday cooking kicked off and we failed. We failed to do our daily minimum. But this is what happens when you don't treat your goal like it's the most important thing. We dove into it without getting our minds right around it. We dove into it without the commitment We really need to treat our goal like it's our baby. You're not gonna go to the store and leave your baby in the cart when you go out to dinner. You're not gonna drop off your baby with the stranger on the street and leave it with them, right, and that's what we're doing when we're not treating our goal like our baby. You are the freaking parent and your baby is your goal. You have to want your goal hard enough to think about it every day and hold it with you like every minute as you would your baby. So I'm going back to the drawing board for now and we are finally recovered from the flu, probably not COVID, (laughs) and I'm resetting my goal because I know I really want this and I didn't have my mind right with the commitment of treating my goal like it's my baby. I dove in without any planning, without, any journaling, without holding my goal like it was my baby. So my plan is to journal my food every day and sit down with with a journal just for this one goal and journal about it every single day. What are the thoughts that are getting in my way? Write them down. Get that out of the way. I'm going to plan my food, plan my exercise, And I know that if I do this consistently, I'm gonna lose a weight without any crazy bad diets or fasting, right? My goal is for this to to be fun and not feel like it's a life-sucking chore. I really want it to feel like a small lifestyle tweak. And when I build that habit, I can layer on more habits. But like I said, starting is the first part, and it's the hardest. Once you start, build your habit, and then you can always add to it and take it to the next level. I mean, honestly, starting is the hardest part. And if all I ever do is 10 minutes on this climber machine every day, that's 10 minutes I'm not sitting on my ass. It's also equal to about 100 calories burned. When I put the effort into working out, I'm not gonna risk gaining a pound by overeating and snacking after dinner. My goal is going to constantly be with me. So know your weak spots, plan for them in advance, and stick to your plan. If you have a goal of going no contact with your ex and you know all of the times that you might be weak and reach back out to him, know your weaknesses. Plan for them in advance. Have a backup plan and stick to your plan. Okay, so I want to bring this topic of setting goals, not resolutions, back around to more post-divorce topics. So you might not have a goal around weight loss or exercise, but you might have goals around healing or dating. Now, believe me, healing needs to come first. We don't date to heal. Okay, ladies, that's totally ass-backwards and putting the cart before the horse. If healing is where your work lies, then make healing your baby. Go all in. Research it. Get a coach. Go all in on that healing process. Learn to feel your feelings and how to manage your emotions and your mind. These are skills that won't only help you during your healing journey, but they will help you forever. These tools are life skills and you will use them for the rest of your life. Now, if you are healed and you're not swimming in drama or blame for your ex, you might be ready to date. Maybe dating is your goal. Maybe you really wanna find lasting love that lasts you for the rest of your life. If this is true, don't just shack up with the next guy that comes along Learn the fine art of dating. And if that's what you want, make dating your baby. Make it your goal. Go all in on learning how to date. I feel like there's so much more to dating than having healed. Like my clients learn to truly love themselves and trust themselves to date from a place of self-security so they're not dating from a place of need. They get to choose the men that they want to go out with and not feel like they have to be chosen, right? They also don't sit in rejection if somebody doesn't ask them out again. This is what dating with power looks like, my friends. All right, that's it for today. If you are not in my amazing Facebook group for women, it's called Thriving Community, Women Supporting Women Through Divorce. Get over there now. The link is in the show notes or you can search for it in the Facebook toolbar. I do like two lives every week and I answer the burning questions you guys have in the Facebook group on that live. All right, see you on the inside. And if you are listening to this podcast as it comes out, happy new year. Cheers to 2021. (laughs) Enough said about that. All right, everyone. Bye. Hey, Tribe Sister, do you wanna know what it takes to create unstoppable self-love after divorce? So you can heal for real, gain confidence, and finally get the love you deserve in an equal, committed relationship? Then go watch my free training. You're gonna learn the biggest dating trap women fall into and how to avoid it. Go to juliedanielson.me and watch this five shifts training.